So I'm with uh, Louise Jenner, um, who is the Dream Job Coach. We're actually at the Growth Hub in Gloucester, which is a lovely um, co-working space that Louise has introduced me to. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to ask you a few questions, find out a little bit more about you, Louise. So just, so just tell me about you, your background and how you're doing what you're doing. Okay, well, first of all, it's great to be here and thank you for inviting me to come onto your podcast. Um, yes, my background is in retail and hospitality management. So um, for about 20 years, I uh, worked um, the majority of it with um, a large national retailer, a furniture retailer, um, and prior to that, a large national hotel chain. Um, and before that, I was working in my small family businesses back in the 90s during that awful recession mm. and before the age of the internet, which was very challenging. Um, and uh, in 2013, I decided, you know what, I've reached a level in my career where uh, I started to ask myself, why are you still doing this crazy commute? Mm. Why are you still getting up at silly o'clock in the morning and coming home at stupid o'clock at night? Um, kind of... My my day-to-day -day working life had become a bit Groundhog Day, you know, talking to the same people about the same things in the same building. Yeah. And I was just getting bored and stale and a bit frustrated with all of that. So I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I really didn't have a clue. My job was quite high-pressured. I had a lot going on. I didn't feel like I had the headspace to even think about what I wanted to do next. Um, what I did know was that I didn't want to go and get another job with another company mm. that was similar to the job that I already had because that would have been like jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. So I was very fortunate and able to take a couple of months off um, in the beautiful summer of 2013, it was very sunny, um, to just really gather my thoughts and give myself that much needed headspace. And I didn't know how long it would take. You know, I didn't know it would only be a couple of months, but um, eventually I came up with the idea of being the dream job coach, which was really born out of, as I said, I was working in furniture retail. One of the best mm. things about that job was sitting on sofas talking to people. So I decided I needed to keep that in my More life. More of that. Yeah. More of that. And uh, the biggest frustration was recruitment. Yeah. Um, because in my experience, most of the people who were applying for the, for the great opportunities that we had were applying badly and they weren't performing well at interview. They weren't selling themselves into the job that, uh, that they were applying for. So I thought maybe with more, all of my experience of uh, recruiting, training, coaching uh, people to sell furniture, I'd be able to um, help people to actually sell themselves mm -hmm. into the roles that they wanted. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, in September 2013, the Dream Job Coach came into existence. Um, so this idea of selling yourself is something you talk about on the website. Why do you think... Why do you think that's so important? It's very important um, because before you can sell anything else, before you can sell a product or a service, you must be able to sell yourself. Um, before anybody can buy you in any shape or form, you have to show them the value that you can offer mm. them. And typically, a spritz feel a bit... Um, I don't know, a bit self-conscious about this idea yeah. of selling yourself. And they think it means that you've got to get all pushy or be sort of a sleazy salesperson. And uh, I don't believe that at all. I think selling yourself simply means showing yourself in the best light and showing other people the benefit of what you have to offer.
No, absolutely. I think it's you know, for us uh, as a you know part web di- website development company. Um, it's very important to show the you of the company and then really mm-hmm. let um, the people or the product, if that has a personality, shine through because that's really what people are buying. Um, on that note, does it apply to products as well? What if you just have a product that people are buying? How do you show the the personality from that? I think if you're starting from scratch, mm-hmm. you know, if, it, if you're starting from scratch with a product that you want to sell, then being able to show why you enjoy that product what it's done for you, what it's done for your family, your friends, your colleagues, whoever. Um, That's a very, very strong message. It makes it a lot easier to get that product launched if you can show what's in it for the people who are going to use it. Yeah, so that's not about the features and um, the list items, really, of what the product can do. It's more about how it impacts on your life or or your colleagues' life or friends or family. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because I've been having this very conversation with a client of mine this morning who's not a... Um, a business person, he's um, a young graduate who's looking to get his first graduate position mm. and we were talking about features and benefits. A feature is worthless without a benefit and whether you're selling yourself into your first job, whether you're selling yourself from one industry into another completely different industry or whether you're starting your own dream business, being able to work out what the benefits are yeah. of your own features, of your own personality, your experience, your qualifications, whatever they are, the benefit is what, is what will sell it. On your website, you talk about the idea of nudges, or at least in your story, diving into your background, you had the idea that certain things happened and were nudging you towards leaving your job. Do you think that's important for working with other people, that using, using nudges to help move them along that, that road? I think so. I think it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the nudges come along and we studiously ignore them, which is certainly part of my background. You know, I'd had uh, I'd had several of these nudges in my story. Um, different things. I mean, one nudge was actually when my grandmother was taken very ill and 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 died, and I helped mm-hmm. to nurse her in her her last years. Now I enjoyed the process of living a very simple domesticated life in those weeks with my mum, her sisters and my grandmother. And I'm a career girl. You know, there isn't a domestic bone in my body. <laughs> but I um, I enjoyed that simple domesticity. And that was the first nudge that said to me, you know, there is more to life than work. But I did what I did and went back to work and completely you know, forgot that lesson for another few years. Well, maybe it was lodged there, it just sat in your your mind. That is exactly what happens. The nudges come along and whether we act on them straight away or whether we let them uh, lodge there and process for a few months or a few years. But I I think part of what I've learned from my own experience is to say to people, you know, if you're not happy in the work that you're doing now, then look for the nudges. How many signs have you had already that, you know, perhaps you could you could or should do something different? How many times have you ignored nudges already? Mm. Uh, because it's the combination of the nudges. Eventually, when the time is right for you, you'll make the you'll take the steps that you need to take. From a marketing point of view, you know, if we're if we're trying to encourage people um, down a sales funnel or, you know, into a buying situation, then those nudges need to be a little bit more um, proactive and a little mm-hmm. bit more obvious, don't they? Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing, really. You can either, from a personal point of view, you can make time to observe 
these things that are going on that might be pointing in a certain direction or at least mm-hmm. getting you to rethink. But very similar from a marketing perspective, using gentle nudges to move potential clients or even existing clients in a certain direction that you would like them to go. Um, and hopefully that they want to go as well. Well, the thing is that if we didn't have the nudges from other people or from companies or whatever, we might never take the action that we need to take, whether it's buying a product or, or making a decision in our lives or, or whatever that might be. We need the help of other people in order to make informed decisions. Mm. And quite often the nudges can come in the form of a bit of information or um, or something like that. So, yeah, I think we just need to have that awareness of actually what, what are these signs all about? Why do... Why is it suddenly people keep talking to me about podcasts? I don't know. Because podcasts are great. Because podcasts are great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I think also nudges are a very uh, gentle and quite a nice way of doing something. No one likes to be told what to do, mm-hmm. even if it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but having nudges that encourage people to do that, they will they they may encourage people to um, make the right decisions based on what they feel is comfortable for them. It doesn't have to be, and a nudge isn't necessarily telling you exactly what to do. It's just giving you hints um, that maybe you should take time to think about something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to back up a little bit, just so we've got some background on how I met you. Um, we've, um, I came along once many years ago, I think, to a, a laptop Friday. Um, now, this was a a concept worked up by Jonathan Pollinger, who we've also interviewed and he's been on our um, podcast as well. Great chap, knows a lot about social media. I, I very much follow him on um, his Facebook Live um, conversations, which are great. Uh, although he needs to make a podcast and I have told him. This. <laughs> I'll give him a nudge. Yes, exactly, another nudge. Um, can you, I mean, so we, I've met you on, on one of the Laptop Fridays um, I also work for, um, for through Herefordshire Council and we operate these faster business free advice sessions of which you've been on one of those mm-hmm. and we're going to, um, I'm just going to follow up with you afterwards and make sure that you've been carrying on with some of the tasks we spoke about. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit more about Laptop Friday and, and working with Jonathan Pollinger and, and how that ties in with, um, you know, the main business? Yeah, certainly. Um Laptop Friday is a free co-working event that was founded by Jonathan Pollinger and Belinda Wilson Mm. um, seven years ago and uh, in Cheltenham. And I started to go along there. I met Jonathan at an event and he said, you know, we do this thing on a Friday morning where, you know, we get out of the house, out of our home offices and go and work together in a coffee shop in Cheltenham. Would you like to come along? And I went and it was great because I started to meet other small business owners, other um, entrepreneurs, other people who are working from home, uh, which had been a completely alien concept to me all the time, of course, that I'd been employed in a big business. Uh, so I went to I went along to these events, really enjoyed them. The events started to grow. And eventually Jonathan asked me whether I'd like to become a host um, alongside uh, him and, uh, and Belinda, and also Nigel Nolman um, is involved as well. So uh, the way it's progressed is that Nigel and I now host the um, Laptop Friday in Cheltenham. And recently, we've just uh, started having groups in Gloucester as well at the number one business centre. So two co-working groups happening every Friday morning in Cheltenham and Gloucester, which, if I'm honest with you, these days are more to do with the networking yeah. than the co-working. It's very relaxed, though, and it's a great introduction 
to the world of networking for anybody who's starting a business. Um, from that connection, uh, I went on a really steep social media learning curve, I have to say, because it wasn't something that was involved in my career before. Mm. When we had businesses, um, as I said, my family businesses back in the 90s, you know, that was pre-digital, so there was no website, let alone a Facebook page or a Twitter feed or anything like that. So I had to go on this steep learning curve, and I, I did go on quite a number of courses. And I realised that for me, LinkedIn was going to be the key platform, because it's all about career, it's all about business, it's all about helping people get ahead, which is what I'm all about. Um, and Jonathan and I realised that he had uh, clearly got all the technical um, knowledge about all of the social media platforms. There was just something that I could add to a workshop environment that didn't that made the workshop a little bit more powerful. So rather than it being this is how the platform works and this is what you need to do, I was able to come in and say and you know think about yourself, think about how you're selling yourself, think about what you want to achieve, and actually working with our delegates to um, to go away with a transformed profile. So we've been doing those now for I don't know maybe. Two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, every well month um, there's usually a, a workshop in either Cheltenham or Gloucester. And uh, and we're really enjoying doing them. You know, LinkedIn is changing all the time. It was taken over last year by Microsoft, so there's been lots of changes to the interface. People who've been on there for years are coming to our workshops because they, I don't recognise it anymore. Yeah, it looks like true. Facebook. <laughs> What's going on? So um, so we're helping people that have been on the platform for a long time and, and new users as well. It's really important in terms of the whole marketing mix for my business because, it's, and this is a cliche, but you have to network to get work. So the more you can do that offline, which for me is Laptop Friday, mm. and online, which for me is primarily LinkedIn, also Facebook, um, the more you can do that and demonstrate that you're doing that, for me, that also demonstrates that I can help you do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And from a uh, tying in with your business, so mm. the Dream Job Coach, um, does the LinkedIn workshop and training, is that useful to support people in terms of their finding a new career or helping start a freelance or a new business? Yes, absolutely. Um, most of my clients um, will come on a workshop with me, whether, you know, whether they've been on LinkedIn or whether they're brand new, they'll come on a workshop as well. Um, it really does back up what we talk about in our one-to-one -one mm. sessions. To have a whole day with me and Jonathan um, and to focus on LinkedIn for a whole day, the the transformation in the understanding and the learning and the, it's just amazing compared to what I can achieve one-to-one -one in an hour session with a client when we really need to be doing some other stuff anyway. So, yeah, it's a great use of their time. Yeah, good. I found LinkedIn to be quite effective. I seem, um, maybe it's my use of it, but I found that some of the comments that put on there from either our blog or just general posting seem to get the most response. And I enjoy commenting on other people's posts and starting a conversation going, you know, getting people talking about that particular subject, something which I find more difficult on other social platforms. So it's certainly if, if it's something I connect well with. It's a professional platform, isn't it? So mm. there's no grey areas about what's appropriate on LinkedIn. 
you know, you could argue on Facebook that if you keep talking business all the time, then your mates are going to get a bit fed up with you banging yeah. on about business all the time. Um, whereas on LinkedIn, it's expected. So if you want to have those professional conversations, that's the place to have it. Yeah. How does the how do the workshops do the workshops help bring in leads for your business? They can do. Yes, absolutely. Because there will be some people who come to the workshop having um, seen something that I've done on Facebook or LinkedIn mm. previously. Some are coming because they've worked with Jonathan previously. Um, maybe a client that Jonathan's been working with. It could be a big. They could be a member of a team in a big organisation. Um, and they need to up their game with their social media, mm. so they've got him in and he's recommended they come to a workshop. But then maybe they know someone in their organisation, in their family, some you know somebody, a friend or whatever, and they know that they're not happy in the work that they're doing. They yeah. know that they're frustrated. And because they've had first-hand experience of working with me in the workshop environment, they feel much more confident then to recommend that that person would contact me afterwards. Mm. So, yeah, for sure. Very, very important. And it's nice because you get to sell yourself and who you are and how you can help people without actually selling the particular company. You're, you're, you're helping them in a different way. But if they like you um, and they feel you can help them through on that, then mm. why not help on other things? Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Uh, were you doing some online courses with Jonathan as well? How are they working out? We have done a couple of those and uh, we should probably do some more and we should probably get our marketing sorted out a bit better for those. People know us for, for the hands-on um, workshop style that we do with people in all in one room. Uh, we can achieve it. We've got some, well, Jonathan's got some great software, um, so we can achieve the same vibe in the online environment. But I think we're all quite social and we yeah. quite like to actually be physically in the room with people. But um, certainly for people who don't live locally, uh, who you know can't traipse all the way into Gloucester to, to attend a workshop, the online offering um, should be way more uh, appealing to them. Yeah, certainly worth having it as an option. Whether it's most successful or not doesn't matter. Mm. Or even using for catch-up. I think it's, it's worth experimenting with. It's something you know, like, I want to try in our business for yeah. what we do. And it's... Uh, it's like you, I prefer that personal contact, you know, either either we know them very well and we're working with them on Skype one to one or we go and meet them and do a workshop um, with a few people. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. I um, I have a, a few clients who, um, for logistical reasons, can't come and see me face to face. And so we work uh, online, a kind of Skype type mm -hmm. platform. I prefer to use a thing called Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Maybe so tell me about that. I find it really very, very stable um, and a good platform to use. So, um, and then recently I held a, a little gathering, a little garden party at my house for some of my clients. Um, and one of my clients who I have only ever met online came to my house for the party. And I forgot completely that we'd never met in person before. It, it actually does feel like you know somebody just as well if you uh, if you're working online so I think we have this um, old-fashioned feeling I think uh, which I don't think is actually genuine mm. about oh it's better face to face actually if you can see somebody on the screen and the technology holds up you can build just as powerful a relationship that way 
So. Yeah, I agree. I think it's frustrating when Skype at the moment has been, over the past few months, has been terrible and really frustrating to use. And that's just that's a barrier to that communication. But if yeah. you can have something that's consistent and good, yeah, there's no reason why not. Well, I would recommend Zoom to anybody because it, it's a, a great platform. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, how you work with people online, how the, the sales funnel works in terms of uh, nudging them through to the different levels of service that they can buy from you? Yeah, definitely. On all of my social media platforms, you will find a link to an ebook. Mm-hmm. Now, my ebook took ages and ages for me to get around to writing, and then about a day to really? write and create. <laughs> so it took ages. I don't know why we put these barriers up to what we need to do and to what will be really powerful for us. But um, so you can download a free copy of my ebook. It's called um, Your Dream Job. How to find it and get hired to do it. And I'll put uh, a link in to make sure people have it. Thank you. So you can do that from my website and you can do it from all my social media platforms. So the idea with that is that people who prefer to read and uh, and digest their information that way can actually do that. Um, and you get an overview really of the of all of the steps, all of the work that I do with my one to one clients. It's a very small book is a very short book it's very easy to read 23 pages lots of pictures so it's very easy to digest that information also there's um every week on a monday evening at seven o'clock i have my own facebook live show Mm. called the dream job show and uh, i really enjoy doing that so that's me talking about something maybe something topical that i've been working on with my clients or part of the process of, uh, of getting hired to do a job that you love and I really enjoy doing that I love the interaction with the people who are watching live and also then I can see because I've got all the analytics from my Facebook page you know there are so many more people watching it um, after the event you know and still you know putting in comments and contacting me from there so what those free resources are doing is giving people who don't know me a chance to feel like they can get to know me so they can read what I'm about or they can watch and listen to what I'm about now based on the fact that I only actually want to work with people who want to work with me that's fine if somebody watches it and they don't like it they think I'm annoying or too informal or whatever it might be that's fine because I wouldn't be the right coach for them anyway so in terms of the funnel it's saying here's some free resources if you like this, then you might want to know more. Um, and then there's another free service, which is called a, a career clarity session, where someone can book in and have an hour with me for free to get some clarity around where they are now with their, with their career and where they want to be and what they might need to do next. Um, and from the, career, from the career clarity session, some people get enough from that session to go away and make it happen and that's great and I wish them all the best and they're part of my fans and clan forever um, and some people decide that they would like to take that step into coaching and working one-to-one on the on the steps that they need to take to to make the change that they want to make in their life um, so that's that's basically the funnel and all of that happens online until we get to the career clarity which either happens face-to-face here at the growth hub or online via zoom yeah and it's quite a simple process i really yeah. i really like it and i'm envious in a way because we um we don't have our, our process i guess is quite simple but it's not quite as 
it's not as neatly structured as that, so it's really nice. Um, we, when we were talking, I remember we were thinking, well, actually, the, the career clarity session is so valuable that maybe you should charge for that as well. That if yeah. people have come in and really want to progress, then maybe a small fee would, um, A, make sure that you're, you're uh, only getting people who are interested in moving forward, but also they might, they might see it as more valuable having paid something for it. And actually, yes. they, might, they are more possibly more likely to act on it or, or move forward with, with your advice um, than if it's just for free where they can leave it. Yeah, that's true. And it is something about the way that my business has progressed that I didn't really anticipate is that I started out wanting to help people who wanted to get another job. And then through the people that I was working with, um, I was realising that a barrier to people who are miserable at work right now or frustrated at work is, yeah, I want to get another job, but I don't know what. So I devised um, a clarity process, you know, let's get clear on what you want, because if you don't know what you want, you're going to end up with anything and it could be what you don't want. So then during the clarification process with some of my clients, what came out, and this mirrored my own experience as well, of course, they clarified that their dream job was not to have another job. Their dream job was actually to be their own boss and mm -hmm. to start their own business. But what could that be? And so we would then have a, a whole conversation around, you know, uh, what their what their particular offering should be. So now I work with more small business owners actually on a on an ongoing basis than I do with career changers. It's about sixty forty mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, and it's interesting you say about. Um that you're working a lot with small businesses mm. um, more so than maybe people looking to change job because I'd imagine that a lot of the concerns, issues, problems, thoughts, feelings are very similar that actually even for a small business or someone with some employees it's still about making the job their job not about having too many bosses we were talking earlier mm. before we started recording about some people going freelance and suddenly instead of one boss they've got ten bosses and they're doing the worst parts of the job they were before. Yeah. They're really not enjoying anymore, and they're getting paid less. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my business name, The Dream Job Coach, it's not about everybody wanting to be prima ballerinas and rocket scientists, okay? It's about thinking about what makes your work, whether you're employed or self-employed, what makes your work your dream job? Is it about the work-life balance, having time for your family, your friends, a social life, to actually have a life? Yeah. yeah? Um, what is it that would really make it your dream job? So too often people have got, you know, up to their eyeballs in stress in an employed situation and they've thought, right, that's it, I quit. And they've gone off to become a freelance because that will be so much better. And then they end up working 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working the 40 hours a week for someone else for half the money. Yeah. Do you, do you ever, you, are you able to use some of your um, previous or current clients to help share what you do and sell what you do? Because I think it's, it's, it's you know, you come across very well. You're very enthusiastic, as I've said before. Um, but are you able also to bring in some of your customers to, to really share what they get from it? Yeah, I do in uh, to a certain degree. I have plenty of recommendations um, on my LinkedIn profile. People can look at and read testimonials on my website. 
reviews on Facebook and Google. So in that way, yes, definitely. Um, and also, sometimes Laptop Friday feels like a dream job club get-together yeah. because clients will come along to Laptop Friday and uh, and mingle and have their first, maybe their first taste of what it might be like to go networking and all of that. Because as I said, it's so relaxed and so laid back. There's no scary pitching or... Um, you know, or rules or anything like that. So um, it's really nice to just see the conversations developing and, uh, you know, to be able to say, oh, you know, this is a client of mine. If you want to find out what it's like to work with me, you can yeah, talk to good. this person. Yeah. So that can make it, that's that's beneficial for me, but hopefully beneficial for the, for the people who are coming to those networking meetings as well. Yeah, they're good, they're good events. Um, I, certainly, I certainly feel they're... Uh, along with the best events that I've been to for networking, you know, oh. they're not they're not your four um, N, which are very rigid, very strict. They have some benefits, but I feel me now the networking I want is just to meet people that I can build a relationship with. It's not forced, and when the time is right, we'll just do business together because we know each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's horses for courses. Some people really love structure yeah. um, in fact a, a good friend of mine who runs one of the best networking groups on Facebook actually the local business network she said to me the other day you know I I just love the structure of um, a certain breakfast meeting that she goes to so I know what to expect I know what is expected of me I go I deliver I leave and I have breakfast fab but for me I don't want to get up at silly o'clock in the morning anymore. Yeah, that's eat, a good point. And eat yeah. breakfast with a room full of suits. I, you know, that's not me. And it's got to be a good breakfast. It's so got to be a good for breakfast. For me, so many, it, they don't focus on that. They just <laughs> supply something. But I yeah. think if I'm going to get up early, I want something good. Yeah, exactly. So for me, my working day generally doesn't start until about 11 o'clock. Nice. Yeah. I've always been someone, even as a manager... Um, I had to do sales meetings at half past eight in the morning. I can't tell you how much effort it requires for me to be up and bubbly and motivating at that time in the morning. So um, I always felt like my sales meetings would have been much better at the end of the day. Yeah. I was energised then by all the people that I'd met. Um, one of the things that I encourage my clients to do is a um, an exercise where you create your perfect day. What would your perfect day look like if there were no obstacles? And for me, and and plenty of my clients too, it's um, kind of like that holiday feeling. You know, when you're on holiday and you don't have an alarm clock and you wake up naturally and then you have a leisurely breakfast, maybe you have a walk along the beach or in the woods or you, know, you spend time with your family. So for me, walking my talk is just that. I haven't um, used an alarm clock in four years unless I had to get up for a flight to go on holiday. Um, and I wake up and I walk my dog with my husband every morning. We have breakfast together and then I start the day. And I'm happy to work into the evening. So don't think I'm shirking or anything, heaven forbid. But I don't feel the need to get up and start work straight away. You know, it's a nice easing into the day for me. I like that. Oh, I might, uh, I might ex make that change. Because there's no rules. Yeah. I'm the boss. There's nobody <clears throat> going to say to me, oh, Louise, you're not at your desk at nine o'clock. No, I know. We, uh, in a previous company I was in, we um, often had meetings with prospective clients. And um, I don't know if it was uh, them, the clients, or us, but we would set meetings for nine o'clock in the morning. And that's fine if you live close. But often the meeting, I'm in Hereford, and the meeting might be somewhere around Manchester area. And you've got a three-hour journey um, before you get there. 
Now, there's a couple of things with that. One, I've got to get up really early, which is I'm not in the best mood at that point anyway. But also the client, it's not convenient for them because they've probably just got into work. Yeah. They haven't had a chance to check their email. So they're going to um, be waiting around and doing other things anyway. So you're not really going to start until 9.30, 10. It just seems silly. So yeah. a lot of my meetings now are 10 o'clock or 2 o'clock. Just that's it. Nice and easy. But it's so easy until, you know, when you, when you spell it out, it's so obvious. But it's so easy to just keep doing what we've always done. Yeah. So if we've been employed for a long time, that's the way it's done. Very easy to create our new lifestyle in the same image, even though we left it for a really good reason. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what's next for you? What, what future ideas have you got? Oh, I'm very, very excited. I was waiting for you to ask. <laughs> um, I'm really pleased that I'm at a stage now in my business where um, I am almost at capacity for working one-to-one with my clients. And if I just keep taking on more and more one-to-one clients, then I'm in danger of working too many hours, mm. being tired, not giving the value to those individuals that they that they deserve, that I want to give and that they're paying for. So I thought, right, how can I remedy this? Then there has to be a different way. And uh, what I've come up with is, I'm so pleased I'm actually getting this off the ground. In September, I am going to be running an online group coaching program called 10 Steps to Career Heaven. I'm going to invite eight people to be on that group coaching program. And people have said to me, well, it's online. You could have as many as you like. But actually, for the first one, I want it to be a small group. I want there to be enough people for there to be a really great group dynamic where there's a lot of peer-to-peer learning going on Mm -hmm. and people can um, interact with one another. There'll be a dedicated Facebook group for them as well, a little secret group. Um, But it means that I can spend one or two hours each week with eight people instead of eight separate hours each week. Yeah, so it's a really time-effective way for me to work and it's a cost-effective way for them to work as well because, you know, the one-to-one coaching programmes are a reasonably high price point now. Um, And so, yeah, this is going to be a great opportunity for eight people. And I'm inviting people who I know already, who have maybe been for a clarity session with me before, but for one reason or another, there may be a financial barrier to working with me one-to-one. And, uh, and I'm hoping that they're going to snap this up because it's going to be... Um, a, can, I, can I tell the price? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I'll put a link in. Well, I mean, obviously it's not ready straight away, but once it's ready, we can add a link to the... Yeah. As well. So as I said, I'm going to invite, my, invite people that I've worked with already to begin with um, and hopefully it will fill up from that. But if it doesn't, then I, obviously I will um, put it out to, uh, to a wider audience. But it's going to be 499 Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. For a 10 Any week. discount to rather inventive listeners? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps we could, perhaps we could negotiate something. Um, so uh, four nine nine for a ten week program where you get um, an hour an hour's group coaching with me every week, plus some Q and A time. Mm, it's not bad. It's not bad. Program. So yeah. I think it's a really good value proposition. I think it is, yeah. And uh, and I think people can make a lot of progress um, with uh, you know with working uh, that intensively. But of course, they'll be working from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. You know, it's there should be no barriers. If you're working full time, 
um, you know, you should be able to um, join the programme if you can get an hour lunch break or something like that. Um, but also all of those uh, sessions are going to be recorded and the people who are on the course will have access to the recordings as well. So even if one week they can't make it live to the coaching session, they can watch it back. So. And I, I think some of the benefit of working in a group like that is you not only benefit from you and your experience, but other people as well asking great questions. And really, I, I think that's sometimes one to one is, is great and you can make very specific progress. But overall, I think a good it, it's it's good to have that rounded opinion from lots of different people. Definitely. And what I've found myself from working in groups is that other people will often ask questions that I didn't even know yeah. that I needed to know the answer to. You know, it would never have occurred to me to ask that question. So um, you, you do learn a lot that way. And uh, I was looking as well at other benefits of group coaching. Um, and one of them, uh, something that came up was particularly for people who are a little bit more introverted. Uh, a group coaching program can give more opportunity for quiet reflection mm. because it's not all about the conversation that you're having with your coach. So you can take it in at a different level and an easier level. Yeah, and you can revisit it later. So even yeah. if you're there, you can watch it later on. Yeah. Just quickly, um, how are you managing this from a technical point of view? What are you putting in place? Can other people see each other or is it just voice only? How are you doing it? It's going to be using Zoom. Mm -hmm. So um, the the Zoom platform allows for um, groups of people to all be on a conference call together. And it also allows for recording. Uh, so once it's recorded, uh, I will be able to send the recordings to delegates um, I would also be able to edit it and use a platform like webinar ninja mm -hmm. to create um, you know for the tutorial part of it not necessarily the Q&A's but for the the stuff that would be private um, a, uh, a, a webinar that I would then be able to use in the future so that would be a pre-recorded one that mm. you could either sell or use parts of to introduce yeah. people to it let's see that's a nice idea you're you're reusing your efforts for this course yeah to Again, create recorded material um, it's about you know being time effective, isn't yeah. it, as well as cost effective. Um, and uh, as I said, they will also the group will also have their own secret Facebook group. So I have two secret face three three secret Facebook groups right now. One's called um, Your Dream Job Club, which is the biggest group because it contains um, previous clients as well as current clients and expert members. And uh, then I have two separate groups for my one to one career change clients and another group for my business clients called the dream business mastermind group which is great and how do you find running those groups um is it a lot of work do you are you in there a lot or are you having to administer things how, how do you run them manage them um it's not too much work i enjoy it oh, good, so when helps. so when you enjoy something it doesn't feel like work anyway does it you know to me i'm just on facebook which yeah. is great uh but um what i the way i manage it is to schedule posts in advance using a scheduling tool and my favourite tool for that is Buffer. Uh, so I will spend um, an hour or so scheduling all my social media posts for the coming week. Mm -hmm. um, and I have the, not the free programme anymore, the, or the free account anymore, but the very, I don't know, what is it, a tenor a month or something. The, the next level up, yeah, yeah. Very, very good price. Yeah, um, which allows me to um, schedule, I think, up to 50 posts for up to 10 accounts. Mm. So it's my Facebook page, my LinkedIn page and profile, my 
Twitter feed. You know, so there's a number of posts that I schedule each week, and the groups are involved with that as well. And then I have the notification set, so if somebody responds to one of the posts, I can choose to respond to it then or go back to it later. Right, okay. Yeah, that seems like a very effective way of doing it. It's it's something that we've tried in the past many years ago. Um, it was a LinkedIn group at the time and managing mm. that. And for me, it was um, it's something you need to be actively in on to encourage the group to talk. Yeah. So you need to be putting topics in there or conversation points or um, if someone else asked a question, making sure you're one of the people in there to help um, keep that momentum going. Yeah. And it's something I didn't have. It's not that I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy it in some situations, but it just wasn't dedicating the time to it. I think it's it's about making it work for you. And, you know, you, you might feel like you need to be in there all the time. You actually don't. You just need to manage your notifications and, and respond when you need to respond. But often if I don't respond to somebody quickly enough, somebody else in the group will have responded anyway. And yeah. if they've been working with me, then the chances are they've given good advice. So that works. Yes, your ambassador's in there. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Well, I hope that goes well. You know, let me know when the link's up and it's live and ready to go, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll promote it for you. Thank you. Um, so just to finish off, can you give me two marketing tips and bits of advice that you might give out, either on one of the workshops or just generally, that will help people in business promote themselves? Yeah, I think my, my first tip would be about not being too shy. Okay, there's a, a lovely quote, it's a bit cheesy, um, but it's people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you could be the most experienced, the most highly qualified person in your field, but if people can't connect with you on a mm. personal level, they're never going to buy that expertise. So whether you're on LinkedIn, whether you're on Facebook, wherever you are online, be yourself have a photograph up there, you know, have an appropriate photograph up there. Uh, Not one with a tequila in your hand. Particularly on LinkedIn, dear oh dear, <laughs> do you see some sites? Um, so do that so that people can, you know, look into your eyes and get a, a sense that they are meeting you online, uh, especially if they've never met you before, you know, it's really important. And to be consistent with that. So the first tip is show how much you care about what you do and about your clients or your future employer or your, your industry, whatever it is, show how much you care. And then be consistent and persistent. For a long time, you know, I've spoken to so many business owners who said, oh goodness me, it's like, it's like shouting into a black hole on social media. You know, there's nobody there, nobody's answering my posts or whatever. Um, and certainly what I've had to come to realize is in, in my particular industry, if you, um, like or comment on a post of mine, then you might be putting up a big red flag to your employer saying, I'm with the dream job coach, I don't like it here anymore, <laughs> which is a bit scary for people. So I have to um, remember that uh, even if people aren't liking my posts or commenting or sharing them all over the place, it doesn't mean they're not reading them, yeah. listening to them and getting the value from them. So it could it could be very easy to just go, oh, nobody's listening, so I'm going to not do it anymore. I won't bother. But keep the faith, keep going, and it will pay dividends in the end. So where can we find you online? Um, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so you're on Twitter, you're um, at Louise Jenner one I am. Uh, who's the other Louise Jenner who stole the name? Well, I, 
it's outrageous really she's a nutritionist there's louise jenner clark and there's also um april louise jenner who right. is um one of the i think she's part of the kardashian family okay so uh yeah so louise jenner has um gone unfortunately so louise jenner won the best number one number one yeah. and your website is louisejenner.com yep very easy nice and simple anything yeah. else you want to promote uh, anything else I want to promote? Come to Laptop Friday, sign up yeah, for a LinkedIn definitely. workshop. And um, Laptop Friday has a Facebook group as well, by the way. So if you're not local, um, but you still want to be part of the fun there, um, do join the group. Um, lots of tips and articles that we post in there about working from home and co-working and that kind of thing. Um, and Laptop Friday's on Twitter as well, at Laptop Friday. Where else am I? Instagram, same handle. What do you post there, apart from obviously images, but what sort, what's, what's your focus? Now that's, it's probably evolving, <laughs> if I'm honest. So if you go back far enough, you'll probably see photos of me dancing at a friend's wedding or something. But um, I tend to post places where I've been, so um, pictures of, you know, the Growth Hub or Number One Business Centre, locations where I work so that people get a feel for where they might be if we do work together. Um, and also... There's a good smattering of personal stuff in there of me living my life outside of my mm-hmm. job because I think it's important to illustrate yeah, that's that, good. that there's both of that going on. So it's not just a, an Instagram feed full of adverts for the Dream Job Coach. Um, it's good fun. Um, where else? Yeah, mentioned Facebook. The Dream Job Coach on Facebook and uh, and my Facebook live show. So yeah, um, every Monday, 7 o'clock, um, it's got the hashtag Dream Job Show. Um, and it, I, I broadcast from my page and then tend to share it from my personal profile as well. Well, I'll make I'll make sure I've got the links on there, um, on the show notes for this. Thank you. Um, if anything I missed, let me know. Okay. Thanks very much. Good my speaking pl- to you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much.